Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. This week on Cause Talk Radio, Joe and I chat with Chris Boehner, Senior Vice President of Global Corporate Affairs with Kellogg, about their new Sensory Love Notes campaign for their Rice Krispies Treats brand in partnership with the nonprofit Autism Speaks. As the mother of a son with autism, Chris knows firsthand that love and emotions aren't always easy for children on the spectrum to express and receive, but are just as important. We talk with Chris about the issues of inclusion and accessibility, how the brand worked with stakeholders to get these sensory stickers just right, how this campaign fits into Kellogg's larger Better Days initiative, and most importantly, what Chris's son thought of these sensory love notes. As a follow-up to the conversation you're about to hear, we confirmed that Kellogg did make a monetary donation to Autism Speaks as part of this clever initiative. Welcome so much to Cause Talk Radio, Chris. Thanks for being with us today. We wanted to start off by having you explain what the genesis of the Rice Krispies Love Notes campaign is. It's quite a clever effort. Thank you, Megan and Joe. So happy to be here. Rice Krispies Treats is really a brand that's all about sharing love. And the Love Notes campaign has actually evolved over the past few years. We truly believe that every child needs love and support especially when going back to school, which is why we first developed writable wrappers back in 2017. So it's a way to give kids encouraging messages in their lunchbox. And then last year, we took a stand for inclusivity and we partnered with the National Federation of the Blind and created accessible love notes in the form of Braille stickers and recordable audio boxes that allow you to convey messages to those who are low or no vision. And they were so well received, we wanted to continue that effort and bring the love, if you will, to even more audiences. So this year, we set about a partnership with Autism Speaks to bring sensory love notes, um, a really beautiful way to expand our campaign and showcase the, the many ways you can express love to kids who receive love in so many different ways. I wonder if you could just describe the sensory love notes because we've seen them and they are very interesting looking online. But can you explain a little bit about what a sensory love note is? So if you picture a Rice Krispies treats with a cool blue wrapper, there's a heart on it. And that's where parents can write a message. Or with the sensory love notes, it's a sticker and it's a tactile experience with different textures. So it might be fleece or faux fur or satin or velour. And that Hmm. tactile experience is very meaningful to many children um, who have, you know, sort of sensory sensitivities on the autism spectrum. And you also have one in Braille too. That's correct. Now that was, is that something from a previous year campaign and you continue to offer it or is that part of the Sensory Love Notes campaign? This year, we continue to offer the Braille notes as well. And then the sensory ones are the next chapter, if you will. And then can you just clarify whether is this something that if I go and buy a package of Rice Krispie treats right now, is it in the packaging right now? Or is it just I know you can request it online, too. Yeah, that's what you have to request. That's it, right, exactly Chris? right. Got it. 
Yeah. yeah. Joe's already he's already bought a bunch of packages off the shelf. He's like looking for the prize like it's a, a cracker jack box. <laughs> All I have left now is empty wrappers. I've already eaten. That's good. So Chris, as a mom of a child with autism, were you personally already familiar with Autism Speaks? And if not, how did that partnership get started? I certainly was familiar with Autism Speaks. As you said, I have a 15-year-old son. He was diagnosed in about second grade, um, being on the autism spectrum at the time. It was called Asperger's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Now they consider that part of the, the full spectrum. And so I was certainly familiar with the great work that Autism Speaks does. And, you know, really to bring this idea to life, we were looking for a partner who had the expertise to guide us on the development of the stickers to ensure that we were hitting the right note, that they were helpful for children with autism. And we really consulted them to ensure we got it right. So they helped actually with the love notes, Chris? They did indeed. Um, Just like our previous partnership, um, when we were working with low to no vision children, we wanted to make sure in this case um, that we... um, as, as I said, struck the right note that um, we were creating an experience that would be meaningful. What other suggestions did they bring to the table in terms of making sure that uh, the message would resonate with families with autism? I think throughout the development process, we were conscious of the fact that autism is a spectrum. So what's comforting to one child might not be comforting to another. And so we brought forth ideas, for example, on different fabrics, and they helped us to determine which textures might be most comforting to children who do find enjoyment from sensory experiences. But even what I would share on a personal note is that my my son is not particularly sensitive um, sensory experiences. So, you know, I think it was just about making sure we were fully aware of, again, all the different ways um, children give and receive love and that we were um, appropriately responding to those. What was your son's reaction to these sensory love notes? Did you show them to him in the in the beta phase, beta testing phase? or the? I did share them with him and he thinks really, he thinks mom's job is pretty cool. I've worked here for 13 years. So he was a toddler when I first started working for Kellogg and he was convinced that I made Pop-Tarts. Um, <laughs> and, and that is a, certainly a lot cooler than describing what I really do for a living. Um, but today, and the with the sensory love notes, he thought it was really cool. And, and you know, if you can get a 15-year-old teen to think something's cool, you know you're on the right track. Yeah, Joe and I know that all too well, don't we, Joe? Absolutely. <laughs> 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 and I'm still not there yet. <laughs> Nor I. <laughs> well, one of the things I thought was really unique is it looked like you collaborated with an employee group called Capable, and that's Capable with a K, um, on this particular effort. What's the focus of that group and how uh, exactly did you incorporate their comments in, into this product? So like many companies, Kellogg has what's called uh, business employee resource groups. And they're really right affinity groups for us to be involved in so many different ways and really to connect to others within the workplace. So we have Women of Kellogg. I happen to be the executive sponsor for that. We have Ola for our Latino uh, colleagues. Um, African-American, uh, people with, um, you know, uh, K-Pride and allies for the LGBTQ community, veterans. You can see we have quite a spectrum, if you will, of, um, of groups. And you can join. I'm a member of every one of them. 
Capable is one of our groups that's focused on supporting individuals with disabilities as well as those who are family members and caregivers. And so this group was established three years ago, and it's actually the fastest growing group, uh, affinity group at Kellogg. They are helping to ensure we have a fully inclusive and accessible workplace while also, of course, raising awareness of issues and challenges. And they were closely involved with us on the Love Notes program. And we sought their support from the onset of the campaign. They were also involved with the Braille and audio Love Notes. And they're really instrumental throughout uh, the program. And I think just fantastic testament to the passion that employees can bring to programs like this. What's the reception been, Chris, from consumers and employees so far? I would say extremely supportive. A variety of media outlets have have covered the news from, you know, lifestyle to parenting to business publications. And, you know, I think people intuitively respond, as the two of you as parents would, to the idea that children need encouragement, that they need to hear and, and receive love and that they do it in different ways. And so I think that that's been a very visceral response, if you will, that people just get that um, and that the more inclusive we can be in that effort, the better. So uh, did this include a donation to Autism Speaks, Chris? That is an excellent question. I believe that it does. And I, you know, I apologize, Joe. I don't, I don't have more detail. Well, that's all right. Yeah, that's right. Some of these campaigns do that we talk about, some don't. I believe it does. And and I apologize. I don't know off the top of my head. So, uh, you know, that's something that we can find out and we can include in Absolutely. the show notes. Absolutely. Happy to follow up. Yeah. I'm curious, Chris, how this campaign fits into Kellogg's larger Better Days initiative. I feel like I've seen a lot coming out of that in particular initiative over the past handful of months. Can you talk a little bit about how it fits into the bigger picture? I'd be remiss if I didn't start with our founder, W.K. Kellogg was really one of the foremost philanthropists of his time. And as you might know, he gave away all of his wealth to form the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, which today is is one of the largest private foundations. It's legally separate from the company, but, you know, is our largest shareholder, which is tremendous. So we really at the company have a purpose-driven legacy that we take very seriously. Um, and we've continued on that legacy for 113 plus years. At the corporate level, we're driving growth through purpose by helping to end hunger. And we do that by addressing the interconnected issues of food security and climate resiliency and well-being. So in addition to that, many of our brands, like Rice Krispies Treats, incorporate purpose into their brand campaigns where it's a strong equity fit. So, Chris, there's a, a Braille option. There's a sensory one. Is there something else that you're going to plan to add to future campaigns? I would love to hear your ideas. I don't, I I'm not sure you want to hear Joe's ideas. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what could they do? I mean, that's interesting, though. I mean, if we could make faux hair campaign, yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, think about the 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 options here, <laughs> right? I, I'm glad you're as inspired as we are. I I think that there are endless possibilities He's very, here. He's very that's excited. Right. I can tell by the look. I know, I know. I'm thinking my you, you really have my wheels going now <laughs> in terms of different things. Can dogs eat Rice Krispie treats? 
you know, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, I mean, that- they don't have many varieties don't have chocolate. Some do. Obviously, that's always a watch out. That's right. That's right. I'll but, have- uh, you know, while I love dogs, I'm not an expert on what we can feed them. <laughs> well, and Joe's dog is about the size of a Rice Krispie treat. So I'm not sure that's a good idea. Oh, no. <laughs> no he's, a little, he's a tiny dog. So I'd have to be like, oh, you know. So make him know. make him a faux rice krispie treats out of kibble or something. I like that. I like that. And then that. write him well, a love I mean, note. Aww. That's one of the things because I thought when when I originally saw the campaign, Megan and Chris, I saw the sensory right. piece, right? Yes. And then I read I, I, I read about the braille piece and I was like, wow, that's makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. too. So, you know, there, there, there's got to be some other options out you there. Well, that's it, a neat thing. That's theater. a neat thing about inclusion because I think, I mean, so I don't particularly have autism myself. My kids don't, but I still think it's a neat product and I would like to get my hands on one and just feel them myself. I think it's just a neat, a different type of medium. And that's the nice thing about inclusion is that it includes everyone that wants to participate and it doesn't exclude. So is that something that, that Kellogg is doing more and more as this inclusion piece? It's, it's a very interesting angle for, for your brands. Absolutely. And I think it starts internally, right? Because a company can only reach its full potential if your employees are bringing them their full selves to work. You know, can you be authentic? Can you be who you are outside of the office, within the office? And that's when innovation happens. That's when creativity, that's when productivity really take off. And I think that Again, people, that notion of inclusivity really resonates uh, with consumers. And so I, for sure, for Rice Krispie Treats, it makes perfect sense given their brand equity. Um, but you can see it, you know, I think across so many other brands, uh, you know, how we interact with our consumers and making sure we depict consumers in a variety of ways that's also inclusive. You know, I'm going to have to try just the traditional love notes with my kids, though. I love that. You should. I can write things like, make sure when you get home to take out the trash. <laughs> that's that or, not the most loving thing, but it's a start. You know, like, you know, this is inside of this is a carrot. But if you clean your room, there can be a Rice Krispie treat. Right. But if you eat your carrot, then you get there you go. There you go. What do you think about that, Chris? Huh? I mean, this is why I do these He's shows the idea, Chris, man. because I have, a, I have, I'm the idea guy. You know there what I mean? But no one really latches on to what I'm talking about, though. That's like, I'm kind of ahead of my time. All ideas are good ideas yeah. in a brainstorm, Joe. <laughs> you can tell you manage many departments, Chris. <laughs> It's true. Mm-hmm. Any um any glimpse that you can give us, Chris, into what Kellogg is doing moving forward, um, whether it's in the Better Days initiative or any other social impact type initiative you have coming down the pike that you can just give us a little a little hint as to what we can expect moving forward? Yeah, well, we just launched uh, the the latest generation of our Better Days Purpose platform, which we're tremendously excited about. Um, we've made such great progress over the last two years already delivering 1.1 billion servings of food and 
reaching 1.1 million children with nutrition education and supporting over 300,000 farmers. And because we've made such great progress, we are taking our work and impact to the next level. And we announced in June that we are going to create three billion uh, better days for 3 billion people by the end of 2030. And that's continuing on that same journey, feeding people in need and partnering with farmers to ensure that they have um, the tools they need to deliver climate smart agriculture practices. And importantly, engaging others in the journey. So helping to raise awareness about issues of food security in particular um, and how people can get involved and make an impact. And your focus is clearly global too, Chris, right? Not just national. Absolutely. We're, we're a global company. We're in um, 180 countries. We sell product all over the world and we're focused on making an impact all over the world. And the issue, unfortunately, of food food insecurity is a global one. And, you know, and I think too, Megan, the more people we talk to, the more emphasis there is on that global or international perspective. Even among the nonprofit partners that we talk to, we hear so, um, so many more global perspectives on issues. Definitely. Is, is this particular Love Notes campaign, is that a global campaign, Chris, or is it just in the U.S.? This one is just in the U.S. Rice Krispie Treats uh, ex- certainly exists in other co- countries. And I wouldn't be surprised if you, you see, you know, similar initiatives elsewhere. Can you imagine the challenges, though, in each market kind of getting mm-hmm. it right with the right thing? And man, that's that can be challenging. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's what inclusivity is all about, is being sensitive to different cultural norms and different needs of of different people. And so, uh, you know, that's why I think collaboration with partners like Autism Speaks are so critical. You you know, one doesn't want to go alone on any given issue. Um, Mm -hmm. You want to partner with others, um, hopefully those that are smarter than you and who are also interested and passionate about tackling these challenges and, and do it together. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today on Cause Talk Radio and telling us a little bit more about the Rice Krispies Love Notes campaign. If people would like to find out more about this or your Better Days initiatives, where might they do that online? Thank you for asking. So uh, for Love Notes, you go to the Rice Krispies website and you can uh, order the stickers that we talked about, both Braille and the sensory stickers through that site. Or to read more about our corporate responsibility initiatives, you can check out KelloggCompany.com and our corporate responsibility report is there as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for being with us and we look forward to getting updates in the future down the road. Thanks, Megan and Joe. It's been a pleasure as always. Okay, well, I thought that was super. It was so fascinating to talk to Chris. I do think I've seen a lot more come out of Kellogg recently that is consumer-facing and really thoughtful and trying to engage consumers, and in this case, employees as well, which I didn't originally know. Um, but I, I, think it's, I think it's a very positive trend on, on Kellogg's part. I love it. How about you? It's a great way of personalizing a product, right? Because that was the first iteration of it is that people could write notes on it, which is nice idea, right? And then to make it inclusive by including something tactile, but then, um, you know, with the Braille, but then also including something sensory. And, you know, I think that's just great for kids that, you know, have that need or, you know, have that way of communicating where they want to feel something uh, soft or something that's got some texture to it. And, you know, and it doesn't take a lot. 
to make a campaign like that. But think about how many people it really makes But it's actually really smart, too, because originally I was thinking, oh, they have to change their entire product for this, but they really don't. They're just doing... They already have the space for love notes on the Rice Krispie Treat, so they're just... It's basically a sticker, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure sure they're very expensive stickers. That's why you have to request them. They don't just put them in every pack. Um, That's right. You know, one thing I I wanted to... One of the things I don't think we asked her, but I think it says it in the press release, is I don't think people have to pay for No, they're free. They're free. Mm-hmm. Is different. Okay. And so, uh, you know, people can put those and I think too, they can be reused because they were saying that they are, they're gently adhesed. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think you can kind of take them off. That's and cool. Stuff like that. This makes me just want to order my own pack and just see what they're like. I should have done that before we interviewed know, Chris. <laughs> just, have, just have some Rice Krispie treats. I mean, who you doesn't put like them on Rice your head, Krispie? Joe. I know that they have those, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they could be my eyebrows. Yeah, so. I think they would look. I think they would look good too. But yeah, but I think you know, I I think it's a great campaign. I think it's just another example of how brands are trying to go more deeply into different causes, and in this case, in a real physical, tangible. Way. I, I do think it's. Um, it was interesting that you asked about the donation. I do think it's um, a very unique way to bring brand awareness to Autism Speaks, though, right? Like if people have these love notes you're like what is that you know oh it's this cool yeah. love notes campaign in partnership with autism right. speaks like i you know i think that's a nice branding opportunity for autism speaks as well regardless yeah. of whether right. they're getting a donation i mean that's almost more valuable than i think sometimes though that's challenging to explain to consumers who are so used to companies giving nonprofits money so i think there is kind of always a question there like well, yeah, but are they giving them any money? And sometimes, as you and I have articulated on different campaigns, money is not always the issue. It's not the most valuable thing. So, you know, we really do have to think outside the box. Unfortunately, the way I think causes involved too, people are much more open to that too. But I think when you hear of a brand like Autism Speaks and you hear of a campaign for them, people are expecting uh, something, you know, and uh, you know, it's interesting though the sensory experience of, uh, you know, of the stickers on the package. It's kind of reminds me of uh, White Castle's candle for autism right? speaks. Uh, that raises, I think, it still raises fifty thousand dollars a year, and it smells like a cheeseburger, like an onion. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's like this, uh, you know, this, this wonderful, you know, this really tangible type of campaign, you know, and, uh, but I think that's another fun campaign. I mean, that's something that, um, that is built for consumers, though, because they love yeah. the smell and stuff like that. I prefer the Dorito candle, as you know, <laughs> but, uh, but for those people who are White Castle fans, you know, that's certainly an option. That's awesome. Well, I do think it's a fascinating campaign. I do like to see... I think the reason this stuck out to me was because it is very creative and very clever, and it's bringing something very tangible Um you know, to a wider population. And I do to a certain extent, when I was when I was talking about earlier about inclusion, I think it's a beautiful thing. Because again, like, I mean, what kid wouldn't want a sticker that feels like fur, you know, it, like, you're not so different from the kid with autism, you like the sticker with fur. So does this kid, it may, like maybe gives him a different, you know, experience than what you're getting. But it's kind of like all kids think they're cool. So I like I like that piece. And I just like, I do like things that are very tangible. I think it's very creative. I'm sure it's very expensive. Um, not that she would have told us, but it would be interesting to know <laughs> how much those stickers cost to produce. Yep. And, you know, in a lot of ways, too. I mean, that's what you expect with something like this. I mean, they're probably doing a, a large run oh, of sure. stickers, but probably 
any that, you know, that would be a huge waste or anything like that. So then that comes to sustainability. Well, but that, right? but, you know, then they can donate it to some, you know, a, a sensory program that the kids might yes. like it. I mean, that's yeah. that's an easy, um, you know, that's an easy product to keep moving along if for some reason they, they don't actually go through all the stickers. But, or they can that's send right. them to you that's and you right. can just so, use them as your eyebrows every day. Yeah, well, you know, I think, too, that next time we see you, your whole background will be oh, all those yeah, sensory, sensory stickers. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Joe. Don't tempt me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's awesome. Well, we will look forward to catching up with Chris in the future, and I will look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely. Absolutely.